Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. So it's, well, again, it's it's about um, maintaining emotional control. Now, nobody can maintain 100% control 100% of the time. We're all going to have flashes of emotion, whether it's fear or lust or desire or, or excitement or it, it happens. We're, we're human, but it's being able to identify it and, and not let it take control. Because when, 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 the, when the executive brain cedes control to the emotional brain, it really does compromise your ability to make high quality decisions. Do you feel like you're stuck in a rut in life or in a dead end job with no progression? I'm Jerry Dugan, and welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast that offers you the motivation, inspiration, and practical tools to help you build a life worth living. My show is here to help you break free from your limitations and find a path to success. Join me as I share encouraging stories and actionable advice on how to get out of your rut in life and create a vision for your future. Life is just too short to live stuck in a rut. Here we go. Hey, Rudder Nation, this is Jerry, and this episode's special guest is Simon Ree. Simon is a martial arts expert, but more importantly, he has over three decades in the financial markets teaching people how to make and build wealth through the stock market. So he's the author of the book called The Tao of Trading. He used to work for Goldman Sachs. He used to work for City at senior level leadership positions, and his vision is to help people live more creative joyful, inspired lives by alleviating financial burden. So we're going to be talking about in this episode how we can overcome the emotions that tend to overtake us when it comes to making investment decisions. So how do we overcome those emotions, master those emotions, so that we can build multiple streams of income so that we don't have to work a nine to five at the expense of our dreams, our family, our fitness, and our fun. You know, all those things that make a good life. So sit back, relax, grab a notebook and a pen. Here we go. All right. Hey, Simon, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Hey, Jerry, thanks for having me. I'm really well, thanks. Awesome. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Tom and Karen Schwab over at Interview Valet. I've known them for years and, uh, you know, they they are way back from when we would do an icebreaker about uh, six degrees of separation, fact or fiction, and we would ask our guests, how are you connected to Renee Zellweger? Um, and I think that made him nervous. He was prepared. And um, and actually, yeah, he was. He came in. He knew his favorite uh, Renee Zellweger movie, and uh, we had a conversation from there. I'm not going to hit you with that because we, we hung <laughs> that up a long time ago. Um, <laughs> And so, uh, yeah. And, and so don't tell Tom. <laughs> he brought up his name. <laughs> um, sorry, man. It was just memory lane, memory lane. Uh, but yeah, we connected through interview valet. I love those guys, uh, because every time they refer somebody to me, uh, it's, it's a great fit for myself, my audience, uh, Rudder Nation and all that good stuff. Um, so you're calling in from Singapore. That's right. 
Awesome. And uh, I know it's wintertime while we're recording, but you said Singapore only has one season. Hot. <laughs> Pretty much. Singapore is, is very close to the equator, so there's there's very little seasonal variation. We have a monsoon season between November and January, but all that means is that it rains every day rather than every third day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people don't appreciate that, you know. It's you know, yeah, Texas especially. It's a dry heat, man. It's dry heat. Uh, now, one of the things that stood out to me about you is uh, you're a Jeet Kune Do instructor. Did I say That's that right? right. Yeah. yeah. So, what does that entail? Like, do you bust heads when people uh, try to steal your wallet? <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time. No, it's. Uh, I mean. So Jeet Kune Do is uh, it's the martial art that Bruce Lee developed and. Uh, martial arts have been a part of my life for most of my life. I started with judo when I was, you know, nine years old, and uh, progressed to karate. And you know, I've studied, um, I've studied Muay Thai and Western boxing and uh, ninjutsu and, and and various martial arts. And I I, I love all martial arts. Uh, I, I really don't get into these, you know, my martial art is better than your martial art type conversations. But Jeet Kune Do is is the one that for whatever reason, just resonated with me. And it's the one that I kind of pursued all the way up to instructor level. Nice. And I wanted to bring that up because uh, I want everybody listening in to, to pay attention to the episode art. Um, because when you see him on, when you see Simon on the street and you have this idea of, I'm going to take his wallet. Don't. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. don't. <laughs> don't ask for his watch. Don't t- try to take his shoes. Uh, just remember this episode art and say, oh, that's Simon. He knows how to defend himself. Uh, but I just I, I love that uh, because, one, I haven't had anybody who uh, is an instructor in that. And I thought, yeah, I want to bring that up. Um, and not just a joke about don't try to mug Simon. But um, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, with, you know, being a martial arts instructor, it's more than just about uh, being able to fight and having reflexes. Um, there's, if I remember correctly and understand correctly, there's kind of a discipline element to it as well. Uh, could you tell us a bit more about that in yeah, life? I mean, yeah. it's when you when you become involved in the martial arts, you it, it helps you in everyday real life in, in so many ways. It, it teaches you, you know, that that. Victor Frankl talks about, you know, between a, a stimulus and a response, there's a gap, all right? And and it teaches you to find that gap and, and look for it and, and make the most of it. Yeah, Mike Tyson has got that very famous quote, everyone's got a plan until he gets punched in the face. Right. And, and when you've been punched in the face a few times, you learn to respond rather than react. And I think it's a it's a really powerful skill. Um, look, I'm sure there are many, many, many ways to learn it, but but my way was, I guess, the school of hard knocks, right through uh, through martial arts. But um, you, you become, I, I think, much less flappable in in normal situations. You know, you, you, if you're active on Twitter, for example, some people get really, really upset by words on a screen. Uh, you know, when you've got some 200 pound bloke on top of you trying to choke the life out of you you know that is a stressful situation uh, words on a screen they just wash over you you know somebody's mean to me on twitter i i do not care you know right. i really don't care like do i even um, know so, this person <laughs> yeah exactly right so it, it's um it, it I, I think it helps with perspective it helps a lot with emotional control i mean if if you can go through your life and choose the non-emotional response to a situation just look at how much better your life will get 
Yes. And I'm sure this is something that's applied for you in the 28 years working with Goldman Sachs and the many more years with Citibank. Um, because you've probably seen, you know, you've definitely seen markets go up and down. Uh, oh, in, what, yeah. in what ways have you seen your ability to, to prioritize because of martial arts and put perspective so in place? Well, again, it's, it's about, um, maintaining emotional control. Now, nobody can maintain 100% control 100% of the time. We're all going to have flashes of emotion, whether it's, fear or lust or desire or, or excitement or it, it happens we're, we're human but it's being able to identify it and and not let it take control it is because when 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 the when the executive brain cedes control to the emotional brain it really does compromise your ability to make high quality decisions and this happens in markets a lot particularly when markets are going either really well for you or really badly for you. If they're going really well for you, um, you, you become blasé. You can, you can uh, not, not be as diligent on your setups and your risk management. And I, I've got a no high fives rule. If, if, if ever I feel like high-fiving myself on what a great trader I am, I go to cash. I just close all of my positions because I just know the market's about to teach me a lesson. Wow. <laughs> uh, but, but, but similarly, it, it, it can affect you. On, you. You can go through an emotional downswing as well. And this is when people start to, you know, they get in a hole, they start revenge trading, they start, you know, thinking the market's out to get them uh, and, and they respond in an emotionally negative way. And, and that's, that's just as damaging. Yeah. Um, so I, I always say if, uh, if my, emotional state fluctuates anywhere beyond sort of mild contentment to mild disappointment, I, I need to recalibrate. Yeah. I I kind of experienced that that high. Um, I believe it was last year. I I'd finally bought my first like individual stock. It wasn't just like my company's 403B or 401K. Like I actually opened up a, a, an account and got my first stock. It was uh, in Walt Disney Company and it was when it was at its peak in 2022. So 150 two dollars a share i was like yes and went up like one whole dollar i'm like yes it's going higher and then it didn't it it dropped as low uh -huh. as i think 85 dollars a share and yeah. here i am with like 150 shares and i'm like ah <laughs> but i held on because like it's going up to 200 yeah. i'm gonna win this is gonna be awesome uh, and at the time the, the the numbers worked but at the same time like when I looked at it again, like the indicators were there. No, wait a sec. It's about to go on sale. Uh, eventually, I got I got that money back, got back in at the lower price. And, and so uh, very minimal loss, uh, more gain, I can I can say. It's still small numbers uh, in comparison. But, uh, you know, they say oftentimes, you know, buy low, sell high. And we see a lot of people in general do the complete opposite. They they get excited mm. and they buy in when it's high. And then they freak out and they sell when the, the price is plummeting. And we see this in real estate as well. Um, and anyway, I, I just I thought it, it's really important to, to be able to put those emotions in check, kind of stick to those numbers. Uh, but the, you used a phrase here that I hadn't heard before, and that's revenge trading. Like what what is revenge trading? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's something that, you know, undisciplined traders can get into. They'll, they'll get in a trade and. You know they'll buy Disney and and Disney kicks them in the ass and 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 then they're they're, they're always looking for a a way to make their money back but it's got to be in Disney stock you know that they, they won't make their money back in Google or or J P Morgan no it's got to be in Disney stock and they they're always looking to stick it to Disney stocks for some reason 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so they don't have like a portfolio they can mess around with to keep increasing their income. It's I'm, I'm going to get my money back specifically from them and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, okay. it, it, uh, it happened. And again, there is zero rational basis for it. It is a 100% emotional decision. Mm. I see. Okay. All right. So I'm almost there. Not quite though. Okay. <laughs> I just love the company. That's that's all. Uh, awesome. Well, thanks for clarifying that for me too, because that, that is something to keep in mind. Like we think we have to get our money back in that specific company and um, kind of get them back in some weird way. But uh, it, it's probably like working out. If you don't work out, you're only cheating yourself, it sounds like. Uh, so true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, something else you had talked about um, when we were talking about G, uh, Jeet Kune Do, and that was – uh, like that, that gap, like the thing you want to get done and the kind of where you are, you know, you're getting mm-hmm. like punched in the face in a sense. And, uh, you know, there's that word inflation. And mm-hmm. I know from your website, you talk about the importance of having a second income. Um, and, you know, having worked a nine to five job, both of us, um, you know, most folks who have just that one job only have that one stream of income. And you're mm-hmm. really just probably one conversation away from ticking off the wrong person and that's it. You have zero streams of income. Um, what are some of the reasons why we should have that second stream of income other than, you know, in case I lose my job? Uh, what does that do for us to have that second stream of income or that second income, as you say, on the website? Well, a couple of things. I mean, so Bankrate did a survey last year and they found that 57% of Americans couldn't come up with $1,000 for an emergency expenditure, all right? So 57% of Americans are essentially living pay to, paycheck to paycheck. So you can you can bet they don't have an investment portfolio. They don't own stocks. They don't have an investment property. Uh, it's very hard for these people to maintain their standard of living if they're not asset owners. So mm-hmm. inflation, it, it kind of it rewards asset owners and it screws wage earners um, because real wages are – Nominal wage gains are positive, but they're still they're not keeping pace with inflation. All right, so if if unless you've got some way of increasing your wage or your salary, uh, you know eight, nine, ten percent per annum, you're losing out to inflation. You're, you're losing purchasing power. Now, inflation rewards asset owners because you know property prices tend to do okay and stock markets go up. And okay, we we have you know the odd bear market, we have the odd property downturn. But but over time, they they generally do pretty well in terms of as wealth generation vehicles. Um, So asset owners will will fare okay in an inflationary environment. Wage earners won't. And if you're you're earning a wage, you're earning a salary, it's generally generally not up to you how much you earn. It's usually at the discretion of a manager or a superior or or the company. Uh, And, yeah, if if you work your tail off, you, you might be able to increase it a bit. But there's very little discretion there. If you can generate multiple income streams, it, it takes the some of the pressure off that that primary income stream. And and what some people do with trading is that they'll start small, and and trading will, will sort of pay for uh, you know luxury items initially. You know maybe, maybe a, a dinner out once a month, and then as the trading account grows, maybe it becomes an annual family holiday, and then over time, you know maybe the trading income almost replaces or, or even exceeds the the career income. And, and at that point, you've, you've got options. You know, you think, well, do I need to stay in this job that I find unrewarding with this boss that I can't stand? Or, you know, do I actually go and do something more rewarding with my life? Maybe I'll 
I'll take up that passion passion project or, or, or I'll start up that business I've always talked about doing but always been too scared to do because now I've got an income from trading. And, and that, that second income, whether it's from trading or anything else, it can be your bridge to what it is you want to do rather than what it is you feel you have to do. That makes a lot of sense um, because – you know, markets shift too, right? They they don't just stay perfectly the same. Like this one industry will always deliver this kind of result. It, it ebbs and flows. And yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I remember uh, just a few months ago, uh, there were people where I used to work that were concerned that hey, there's a recession coming, and inflation's hitting at the same time. Uh, we we got to be worried about people losing jobs. And here I am, like I'm ready to go. <laughs> I want to branch out and do my own thing, uh, see what else is out there. And people thought I was a little nuts at first, but, uh, you know, now people are excited and, and it's just, it, but it is important, I think, yeah, to have multiple streams of income, uh, to be able to manage it well. Uh, I'm finally doing that with my own life and, and learning more about it all the time. So I'm, I'm glad you're on here to share that with us. Uh, and I love that you brought up that if you're a wage earner, you really are losing out especially each year as, as the, the value of the dollar goes up, the amount we're earning, it, even if it goes up a little bit, it's really not keeping up with inflation. And, and you're not the only one to say it. Like we've heard people in the news say the buying power of somebody's salary today is not what it was five, 10 years ago. Um, and, and you see people getting frustrated about that. But you have a way of helping people beat that by teaching them how to invest, get that second income. Uh, what would you say are some of the uh, let's see. I kind of, oh man, I'm looking at your 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 one sheet. I'm like, there's. I want to ask all the questions at the same time. I, I can't do that, <laughs> can I? <laughs> you um, can try. Let's let's see how many I remember. Uh, the show's called Beyond the Rut. So let's say somebody's stuck in the rut. They're not taking that leap of faith to invest in their future. Um, what would be some of the myths that they're holding on to that uh, they really need to kind of address and say, oh, you know what? They're right. Uh, that isn't the thing I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's a good question. Um, I, I think it, when people are in a rut, uh, often they're, they're in, you know, they're in a comfort zone as well. Now, it may not be an ideal situation, but it's a situation that they're used to. I mean, it's amazing how quickly as humans we, we we get used to circumstances, and and I think um, you need to realize that the the really good stuff in life is very often on the other side of hard. All right, and and it's just a case of doing something that might be dull or unpleasant, or it might not even be dull or unpleasant, but it might take you away from doing other things that you like doing, like, you know, binge watching Netflix or whatever. But if you, if you spend the time and, and sort of delay the gratification, so to speak, uh, you can find that when, when you push through the hard, um, life gets a whole lot easier and a whole lot better. Um, some of the some of the myths that people will hang on to that you know they've been told their whole lives by Wall Street things like uh, you know ten percent per annum is an amazing return, and there's a very good reason why this myth exists. Okay, that ten percent per annum is roughly the long term average annual return of the S and P five hundred. All right, and so Wall Street will tell you that you know you, you can't you can't ever expect to beat the market. So just just be happy with that. And and be so happy with it that you'll you'll be happy to pay us a whole whole bunch of fees for achieving it for you. And look, ten percent per annum. I'm I'm not saying it's a it's a bad return, but if ten percent per annum is going to move the needle in your life, you either need a very long runway. So if if you're in your twenties and you've got forty years ahead of you, 
yeah, it, it can be life-changing sort of by year 32. Uh, or if you've already got a million dollars saved up, you know, 10% per annum, that, that's 100 grand a year. That's that's going to be a comfortable income for, for most people. But if you haven't got 40 years ahead of you and you don't have a million dollars saved up, it, it's probably not going to be the financial solution you're looking for. Now, everyone will tell, or the conventional wisdom is, oh, but, you know, you, you can't generate more than that without taking on excessive amounts of risk. And it's, 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 it's just a story that's been conduct, concocted. It's a myth that's been concocted because Wall Street has got no interest in the average bloke, average lady taking control of their own financial circumstances and potentially embarrassing the returns that these professionals could generate for them because they're going to lose out on the, the assets under management and the fees. Mm, mm. It, that is huge because, I mean, they – you know, when you're thinking about like compound interest and if I'm paying it out yeah. in terms of fees, uh, I'm missing out on a lot of money. But, but I'm sure that the person helping me is making a boatload. Um, what are some things people could look out for to make sure they're not, you know, paying exorbitant fees and, and getting the most out of their money? Well, it's um, it's a case of looking at looking at the fine print and, and looking at what you're actually being charged. And Looking for hidden fees as well. So you know, if you if you've got a portfolio, there may be a portfolio fee. But if there are funds within that portfolio, there may be fund fees as well. And you know, the finance industry has gotten really good at, at kind of being a bit sneaky around fees and fee disclosures. So uh, it, it certainly pays to to read the fine print and and get to the bottom of exactly what you're getting for what you're spending. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use CapShow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Yeah, so good night's rest, plenty of coffee in the morning, and then take a look at those those documents. They're there for a reason, right? Yeah, and you know, <laughs> maybe uh, if you know an accountant who can help you with something like that, it might be bit of money well spent just uh just getting to the bottom of it yeah what's another myth that tends to hold us back from growing our own wealth this this notion that uh finance is complex and investing is hard um wall street has done a very good job of uh making finance seem incredibly complex far more complex than it needs to be and, and again it's deliberate and uh, there's a whole language a whole jargon has been created in in the finance industry and it's been done deliberately to make people who aren't part of the industry feel like outsiders, feel like they don't know what's going on, um, just make them feel like that there's a there's an asymmetry in, in the information. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, of course there is, but uh, it, it's it's nothing that people can't um, bridge. It's a gap people can bridge quite easily. Um, so this idea that finance is complex and investing is hard is, is, is also a myth. Uh, it, it's all things that can be learned Fairly easily. Wow. And are there any simple things that they could go through and do just to, to get started and to start kind of identifying 
stocks or funds well, that would I mean, be great for them. I, 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 I'll give my book a little plug here. There it's, we go. It's, <laughs> it's, only, it's only nine dollars, but uh, you know, I, I wrote a, a best-selling book called "The Tower of Trading," uh, which incidentally uh, is a tribute to uh, Bruce Lee's book, "The Tower of Jeet Kune Do." Mm. That's where I got the, the title from. Brilliant. Uh, and and my book will, will walk you through how to identify trends, how to identify high probability moments in time to get involved in a trend. And how to exploit that trend using options. Uh, my book also goes through psychology and mindset, risk management, and and how to how to make a trading business actually happen. Um, so it's not a book just about a bunch of setups. It really is the the way of trading, the the, the tower of trading, or all of the aspects that need to be covered. Yeah. Now, do a lot of folks who invest in the stock market do they really build their their wealth through options trading? Is that Kind no. of the secret sauce, or is there a variety of other things? No, no, most don't. I mean, options trading has exploded in popularity, but a lot of it is just, uh, you know, I, I think um, we had the, you know, the crypto world kind of blew up last year, and a lot mm. of those so-called degen traders have uh, <laughs> moved on to the options market, and you know, good luck to them. But uh, options is not something that you want to get involved in without an education. It's um, if you open up a an options brokerage account. Uh, without learning how to trade options, it's a bit like handing the keys of a paddle shift Ferrari to a 16-year-old who hasn't had a driving lesson. <laughs> yeah, it might, might, might be great fun for a short amount of time, uh, but it's probably going to end in an accident. Nice. Yeah, I've uh, I think I've played with it with like paper money or pretend money. Uh, it, it's never gone well yet. You know, I'm like, well, that's fun. Uh, so I'm glad I haven't thrown real money into it yet. But it is something on my radar. So I'm like, yeah, I wonder, you know, because I hear about it all the time. You always see a guy on TV wearing a nice, flashy, tailored suit, talk about options. And, uh, you know, but if you just dive right in, I mean, there's there's a whole language to it that's got to be learned. There's, there's you know, some math behind it. But I, I love that you're saying get educated on it and get comfortable yeah. with it and then you know go for it don't just dive right in um it's it's not it's not get rich quick it's mm. it's get rich consistently um that, that is that is my mantra uh if you're looking to get rich quick you're likely to have a nasty accident but if yeah. you treat trading the same way you treat a job show up every day diligent work hard at it the rewards will come yeah and 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 the rewards will scale you know, the, the longer you do it, the, the more they compound, and uh, you, you'll find that the, the growth over time will be a lot greater than probably the, the growth in your income. Nice. And I think if we're connecting the dots to what we talked about at the very beginning, when we were talking about Jut Kindo, Gene, did I just say that wrong? I did. Close enough. <laughs> <Jeet> Kindo. <laughs> I was like, what came out of my mouth? I know that was wrong. <laughs> What was it? Uh, Jeet Kune Do. We were talking about that. We were talking about like responding rather than just reacting emotionally. And, and so connecting that dot there, uh, from what I understand also, that when we're trading and we're investing, it's really important to look at the facts, interpret the facts, and not tr let our emotions take over the wheel. Um, oh, yeah. And, and so what are some things that we need to do to remind ourselves of that? Because I'm sure in the moment, it's like, no, I got to get rid of it now, or I got to jump in now. Um, how do we know yeah. that we're putting ourselves in well, check what, emotionally? What I encourage every every trader to do is write a trading plan, print it out, put it on your desk. And and it, it is there, it is visible, it's, it's within easy access. And whenever you feel that inkling to do something that you know is a little bit naughty, <laughs> 
just reach for your trading plan and and remind yourself of your trading rules. Um, the same thing is happens when, when you're in a trade and you it's moved against you or or maybe it's shot in your favor and you don't know what to do. I, I get these questions all the time. Simon, I bought stock XYZ. It's moved against me. I'm underwater. What should I do? And my first response is always, well, what does your trading plan say that you should do? And that's when they usually go, oh, <laughs> oh, you haven't got a trading plan, have you? I mean, you're going <laughs> to write one plan. now, aren't you? <laughs> so, uh, and so I, I actually give people a, a really, uh, really good guideline on how to approach this and, and write a trading plan in my book. Uh, that, that's how important I think it is. It, it's an ironclad agreement between yourself and you about what you'll do really in, in any situation. And if you've got a good trading plan that's with an easy grasp, you'll you'll never feel confused or frightened or impulsive. Yeah. Um, what kind of elements go into a trading plan? I know we won't have the time to really dig in and like how do you actually create one, but what are some mm. of the key elements they have to have in a trading plan? So, I mean, trading, you've got to think about what, why are you here? Why are you doing this? Why, why are you trading in the first place? And if your answer is, Oh, because I want more money. You've got to dig a bit deeper. All right. The the answer is is never money. Um, do you know the parable the parable of the quarter inch drill bit? Are you familiar with that one? No. Well, this is just an example of of getting through to the the root causes of our wants and our behaviours. So, and I'm going to be I'm going to be sexist about this because because I'm a man and it's relatable for me. But I'm going to say a man walks into a hardware store to buy. Some quarter or to buy a quarter inch drill bit. Uh, why does he buy a quarter inch drill bit? All right, and, you, and your superficial answer is oh, because he wants a quarter inch drill bit. <laughs> well, really, like, nobody wants a quarter inch drill bit, right? What, what do you want a quarter inch drill bit for? Ah, uh, well, he's buying a quarter inch drill bit because he wants quarter inch holes in his wall. Okay, you're getting closer, but come on, really? Who, who wants holes in their wall? Nobody wants to just drill holes in their wall, right? looks ugly and it's messy. Okay, well, he wants quarter-inch holes in his wall so he can hang a shelf. He wants to put a shelf up and he needs the holes to put the screws in to, to, to mount the shelf. Okay, so he's bought the quarter-inch drill bit so he can hang a shelf. Okay, now we're getting closer, but it's still not really the motivation, all right? What, what's been happening is his wife has been nagging, nagging him for months to tidy his study, all right, and he wants to hang this shelf because he wants – the feeling he'll get when his wife says, wow, you've done such a great job of mounting that shelf. Your study looks great. I'm really proud of you. That is why he's buying the quarter-inch drill bits. There, There is always an emotional driver behind it. And you've got to dig deeper and deeper and deeper until you get to the emotional driver of why it is you, you want to trade because that is what will keep you in the game through the ups and the downs. And the, the, there'll, be, there'll be fun parts and there'll be tough parts. Trading is not a a one-way street, uh, and rarely is it a smooth journey. So you, you need to get very clear on your why. Once you're clear on that, it, it becomes a little bit more matter-of-fact in terms of looking at tools of the trade. What what setups will you use? Um, will you be a trend trader? Will you be a counter-trend trader? What, what systems will you use? What what software packages? What sort of hardware will you use? Uh, what, what money will you allocate towards trading? Um, what money will you allocate towards education and personal development? What money will you educate, allocate towards hardware? Uh, what will be your risk management discipline? So the, the, these are all the sorts of things that will form part of your trading plan. Mm -hmm. Wow. So 
all the more reason to buy the book. <laughs> uh, that's where the detail is going to come in, guys. Uh, now, as far as where people can find you, you've got your website, TauofTrading.com. And, that's right. um, and then you're on Twitter. You're on LinkedIn. Uh, Simon Ree. That's uh, R-E-E on the Ree. And uh where else can people find you if they want to be coached by you or uh, to learn more from you or they just want to show up in Singapore and learn Jeet Kune Do from you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Simon Reed, JKD, JKD is my, yeah, my, my Jeet Kune Do website. Uh, but no, seriously, um, if you hit towertrading.com, uh, people can find details of our educational programs, which uh, they're, they're more than welcome to, to peruse. And you know, if you, if you are looking at taking trading as a second income more seriously what i would say is 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 buy the book first it's it's only nine bucks it's, it's almost like a try before you buy uh and, and if you like my style and and you like the book um come and check out the website and and maybe one of the courses in in options academy is w- would be right for you awesome and again folks that book is the Tao of trading how to build abundant wealth in any market condition and i'll have that in the show notes as well as links to uh, simon's uh, website uh, any final words of wisdom before we go simon yeah look I, I think that trading is something that almost anyone can do so even if you think you're, you're not financial uh you, you you get confused about the stock market you've never done it before um that, that, that is not a barrier to entry um we've got people in our programs. I mean, we, we've got ex-hedge fund managers. We have got ex-Goldman Sachs managing directors in our program, but we've got school teachers and yoga teachers and and engineers and, and people with no financial background and people from all over the world. So, you know, th- th- there are really no barriers to entry. If, if you know how to use a PC, uh, you, you can do this. Fantastic. Simon, I'm glad we were able to connect. I know it's getting close to midnight where you are right now, so you probably want to get some rest. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. Real pleasure, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Now, I hope you got a lot out of that conversation like I did. I mean, we talked about mastering emotions. We talked about the myths of the stock market and the value and importance of building multiple streams of income, specifically passive streams of income where you make your money work for you so that you can build a more creative, joyful, and inspired life for yourself, for your family, and your future generations. Now, if you want to learn more about Simon Ree or related episodes about building wealth on Beyond the Rut, check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 374. There you'll find a link to Simon Ree's website, thetowoftrading.com. You'll find a link to his book, The Tower of Trading, and you'll find links to related episodes on Beyond the Rut that talk about overcoming those fears, building wealth through multiple streams of income. Turns out this has been a subject that we've covered multiple times over the past eight years. And I want to just help you get inspired, encouraged, empowered, all those things to make your best life today. So till next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.